Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello Mark, hello listener. Welcome to another mariachi moshing, toe boshing. Uh, get down on your knees, Mark, and uh, hail Austin Osman Spare episode of the Betamax Dungeon. What was that name again? Austin Osman Spare. Sounds like uh, something from a child's nursery rhyme. No. John <laughs> Jacob did, did it, did it. What's, his, what's it called again? Austin Osman Spare. It almost sounds like a car, if, if anything. Austin. Well, who is he anyway? He is a, a renowned and. Ta- he was, he's obviously dead now. He was a renowned and talented illustrator, artist. Right. But he was also a master of the occult. Oh, right. What sort of art? Um, really kind of. He's not freaky. that man who used to do cats on off his head. Cat? Off his head. Who did? Who did? Oh my god! Who, you must have heard of this, no. right? Say about the uh, the guy who you're talking about, Austin Osman Spare. Yeah, um, he was an occultist. Yeah, yeah, and he, apparently he could kind of, by all accounts, he was pretty good. He could kind of do the business. Like, what does that mean? The magic. Well, yeah, but he couldn't though, could he? Apparently he could. He, well, could. he couldn't though, could he? Because it's horseshit. I don't know. Was. What do you mean you could do the magic? Hang on, do 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 you agree that confident people get more success? If you feel good in yourself, do you are you yeah. more likely to Is that magic? It's a kind of magic. Not really. But it's but if you can produce that within yourself at will. Right, whatever magic what magic do you do? Well he he wrote books and stuff and just you know. How is that um, magic? His art is awesome. If you do ever see any of his paintings or his illustrations... Right. And, uh, Where would I see this? Well, well-known young lady fancier, Jimmy Page, collects... Who? Like, Jimmy Page. Oh, right. From Led Zeppelin. Uh, he collects uh, Austin Osman Spare. I believe. I, I believe he does. Um, but, no, they're just really cool. He, and he kind of did... You know, these weird occult people, they do like automatic drawing, automatic writing. So it's like you get yourself in a trance, right? Yeah. So it's like either you take drugs or you dance. You dance for an hour. You dance around in your living room for an hour. You get into, you get a bit dizzy. You get a bit into like a bit of a weird state. Yeah. And then you just sit down and with your eyes closed, you just start writing or drawing. And he did a lot of that, and his drawings are amazing, you know? He'd, so it'd be like, he'd make shapes and stuff like that, and then he'd look at it and turn it into something. Yeah. It just looked fantastic. You can do that with writing as well. What? Oh, really? Get into like a fugue state, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like where you're, you're, you know, you're so tired, or you're just, you're so out of it on drugs, or you've been dancing for so long. And have or having fun for so long that you enter that stage yeah. almost, yeah. In that stage, that's that's like the ma- that's the magic hour for humans. So art and writing and having visions and I don't know anything about it. Oh. Like I'm just you know. Anyway, I'm gonna pause it a second. Right. Anyway, Jamie, I found a cat man. And, and Lewis uh, Wayne. Okay. I've not heard of Lewis. Uh, schizophrenic Catman. Um, he used to paint cats, 
and uh, he suffered from schizophrenia. And if I just a quick look at some of his cats there, that's when he's quite normal. Okay. And they go into, they start getting. Ooh, yeah, that's weird. Oh, that one's good. What era was he? This that's a cat. cat. These 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 are his cats. Yeah, he's he, obsessed with cats. Yeah, but as he as he get look at it, it's good. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So if we have a look at him, he's a little strange. Uh, this was in the. Uh, this is a long time ago. Genius is touched with madness. Yeah. It is. Anyway, well, what, hang on. When did, was he doing those? Oh, a long time ago. He's dead now. I think it was the early part of last century. Uh, so what are we talking like nineteen what twentieth century? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, early early twentieth century. Early twentieth century. So that that would have been around the same time yeah. as Austin Osmond Spare, like I think, like nineteen ten, nineteen hundred. Experimental as well, isn't it? Well, I mean, and I, the introduction of a few drugs, probably. Yeah, I mean, art is art back then was always changing, wasn't it? Whereas well, you feel all, now they always like offer tits on cocaine in that sort of times. Well, I'm sure there was a lot of that going well, around. They just like, wouldn't they like dishing that out in opium? Out well, he just drank a lot of tea in England. Tea back then—that was hardcore shit. Tea. What? Tea. That was the proper stuff. Isn't it it's, opium? No, no, it's tea. It's not what like tea. What are you talking about? Proper tea. Yeah, get high. Does it? Uh, yeah, you you could get tea high back in the Victorian age. They were out of their minds on tea. They? Do you have any idea how much tea the Victorians drunk? Quite a lot, I don't mind. Yeah, and they were out of their balls on it. Tea. Say that again, one more flat. No. But they drunk a lot of it. Of I what? Thought, there's a lot of caffeine in tea. Yeah. And they were insane on tea. Insane on tea? Yeah, they were drunk so much tea. Doing ats. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I. It's what I find strange. Find strange with stuff like that is like they'll go, oh yeah, you shouldn't eat lead anymore, and they'll just keep doing it. Or they sh- you shouldn't eat food off of lead plates and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Or you shouldn't use mercury doing this because it's, it's it's not very helpful. Don't eat. Don't lick asbestos. They with, just carry yeah, on. Don't eat it with mustard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love it. I put mustard on it. No, I eat the asbestos. I love it. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. But they, uh, back in Victorian ages, like the drugs in that, that they would take recreationally. I mean, that people would take like arsenic and just... Yeah, that's weird. It's like, yeah, yeah. Let's take a poison. I mean, what? You didn't get anything off it either. You just almost die. Um, all kinds of weird drugs in the Victorian age. They're kind of ignorant about a lot of them. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even uh, know Anyway, well, you've that. been watching anything this week? Just before we get on to the movie. Yeah, I've been watching a few things. Uh, film night last night what with uh, last my... Uh, Tim and Ben. Way! I got well, it right. That was time. good. Yeah, my film night compadres, we watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Why? Why does he go to hell? Because he's a worst, bad man. He's a bad man. Jason film? Not at all. You don't think so? No, that's where you're wrong. Jason Goes to Hell? Oh, it was awesome. It's hardly got Jason in it. No, but it's still good. The kills are good. The opening bit with like the lady going to the cabin and Jason appearing. Oh, the bait and switch bit. Yeah, and then it all turns out. It's like, whoa, there's a whole fully armed SWAT team, like Aliens style. Like they're they're not fucking around with him anymore. They've like kind of turned up. They're going to take him down. Yeah. That whole bit's good. And there's some really good kills in it. 
Um, my only complaint would be uh, when you call a film "Goes to Hell," Jason goes to hell. Yeah, you don't. You don't really go to hell. Not until the he's not in hell. You know. No. We don't get to Manhattan until... No, that's what I mean. Same thing with that. <laughs> Same thing with that. Jason takes Manhattan. At least he does get he there. He does get there. It's the last it, 20 minutes. It's still... It's a boat slasher, isn't it? Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Adrift at sea. I still love that one. That one's got probably one of my favourite kills in. And when they do get to Manhattan, you kind of still get everything you, bit, you want. There's a bit like... Yeah. He's in Times Square... And he kicks the ghetto blaster. Yeah. I love that bit. And then he does just walk through that plate glass door. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever rewatched Jason Goes to Hell since I first watched it. I was very disappointed. I can remember being disappointed at the time, thinking, this is something. Yeah, like, but if like, you... like I said, the first 10 minutes. I want to see Jason running around. I don't want to see a fucking slug inside somebody. What's that film, The Hidden? It's like that. I like The Hidden. I like the hidden. No, the hidden's good, but it's the hidden. It's I know. Not, yeah, I know what you mean. This doesn't really. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's a bonkers entry into the Friday the Thirteenth cycle. Well, they were up to part nine. They were up to part nine, and um, I like the bonkers one. I like five where Jason isn't even in it. It's Roy, the ambulance guy. <laughs> it's Roy. I love that one. That one's awesome. I love. A, I love a serial killer with a weird name. Yeah, not like Roy. Roy or Steve, Steve. I, yeah. <laughs> well, Steve was just a melting man, Mark. Well, he wasn't really a serial well, he killer. Was, he killed people. Yeah, but I think the melting disease had sent him insane. He, he Deep down inside, Steve was still a good guy. Well, the thing is, we never got to... Anyway, we're not talking about that. We never got to know him at all before. I feel like I know him. Oh, God. I, I feel like I know Steve West, a.k.a. Melty. Um, so... Yeah, so that, yeah, it's a, inconsequentially, that's what we watched at film night last night. And we were all impressed. I, as I put it on, I said, this is a shit Friday the 13th film. The first 10 minutes is really good. And then it gets really bad. Yeah. So that their expectations were low. Yeah. And then we watched it, and it was brilliant. Was it brilliant? It was brilliant. I, I hate to be like a typical male kind of guy, but. Well, you so, are. It's a really high boob cam. It's, there's so there's loads of sex <laughs> boobs. There's loads of boobs in <laughs> boobs. There was a time where I felt uncomfortable watching it with two blokes. It almost felt like we were watching like a porno. There was like a sex scene. Have you ever watched a porno with your No. That'd what do you mean? Weird. No, no. No, hang on. No. Here's the thing. If what is a youngster or an adult? Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching forty-six. It, no. If you're watching it with. Three or four mates, that's fine, it's a laugh. If you're watching it, if there's just two of you... That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, no, I don't... That's no, weird. No, no, yeah, no, I don't... I couldn't... That is weird. Especially when, when you're 15, you, you're just looking at people having sex. You haven't, you're not looking at your, your fetishy... I, I <laughs> the, fetish, the fetishy stuff that you're into when you're older, <laughs> which you do not want to share. I was into that back, I was into <laughs> back then. Um, <laughs> really? I can remember... Uh, I can remember an occasion where... Uh, Maybe, uh, I'm using quotation marks, maybe some drugs had been taken, right? Yeah. Let's just say. Well, yeah. Um, I'm out with these guys, and I kind of know them. They're not close friends, but I kind of know them. And we're all out together, you know, we've maybe taken drugs. And there's a young lad with us. Oh, no. Who, not that young, you know, he's old enough. 
but he's young. He was younger than us at the time, right. and he'd gone out and taken drugs. Not not because of us, but he'd gone out and maybe taken drugs. <laughs> and he was he was high. Right. And we'd all we got on well. We'd had a great time, and he was high, and we were maybe high. And you we why, why aren't you committed to saying you were high? Just say you were high. It's fine. I don't know that I was, Mark. I'm just saying I, maybe I was. Maybe I was high. Um, so anyway, this maybe was happening. Fucking hell. We were all out. We were maybe high. Yeah. Um, we'd met this young lad, and he went. You know, like I said, he went that young. He was old enough to be doing what he was doing. All right, get to the thing. So, right, so we all go back to this guy's house that I kind of know. I've kind of known him a while. He's not a close friend. I've kind of known him a while. We're hanging out, partying, drinking a bit. And it gets to a point, all of us are kind of sat in the living room. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put some porn on. No, why and would I, you do that? Well, And I'm thinking, already I'm thinking, eh, I don't really, I don't, I don't feel right. And he puts it on. And I'm feeling I'm feeling uncomfortable, and I kind of I kind of know him, but the young kid didn't really know him until that night. And there was one point where I looked round at him, and his face was he was stricken. He was like, and I I was stood, it weird, Paul? Uh, a bit, I don't know. Well, no, no, it's kind of sta- your standard, standard stuff, you know. I don't, it's always a little bit rough for my liking, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I stood up, so I, but I actually, st- I kind of stood up and I said, no, we've got to turn this off. We've got to turn this off. This is weird. And like one of the kids was like, well, what, we always do this. We always do this. Okay, like, right. And yeah. I, I, yeah, so <laughs> I don't do it. And I, and I said, look at this guy. I was like, this is his first night getting high. And he's hanging out with four other guys watching shit porn. I, I felt sorry for That's, him. It, yeah, was, it was, unex- right. it was unacceptable. Oh, it's terrible. I did. I that was it. They turned it off, and I think me and the young kid did leave, yeah. not together, but you know, we, we <laughs> you went outside to finish the show. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> no, it no, it didn't go down that route. Oh, uh, we got caught watching porn with. Um, well, for some reason, we worked around our mates' house lunchtime from school, and it was I got video. I got video. Got me down to Is it we, be your mates? Probably puts it in. And uh, we're watching it, and his fucking dad come in. So he dives across the floor and turns it off. And it, as his dad walks in the lounge, we're all just sat bolt upright watching yeah. blank telly, about five of us. And he comes in, he went straight over to the video, took it out and looked at us and went, waves his last day, lads. <laughs> just left. Hang on, what did he say? Waves of lust. Waves That was the name of the film. That's a great title. Waves of Lust. Have you ever tracked it down? No. So, hang on, was it his? I think so, yeah. So it was the dance tape? Yeah. Okay. One of them. Okay. It must have been one of them. Because if he's going, oh, you've chosen Waves of Lust, you could have had. Let's uh, let's get on to the film. Oh, Because yeah, yeah. we're getting into anecdotes where we've no, been funny. caught out. No, no, because I've got so many well, we'll embarrassing save anecdotes where I've been caught out like that. What, with worse. Even worse. Oh, yeah, just not even. Like, we'll, we'll save them. Yeah, no, I don't even want to get into it, Mike. It's embarrassing. Let's, um. Yeah, that's the half a point of this podcast. Yeah. What have you been watching this week? Oh, Mike? yeah, sorry. Uh, I think the only thing I've watched this week, because I've been very busy, is, uh. Ellis wanted to watch, uh. Interstellar for some reason. Oh, uh, okay. Do you like it? Yeah. You've I seen it before. Yeah, I don't quite like it, actually. Eh, I. I'm hitting. 
I'm hit or miss on Nolan, if I'm being honest. Oh, he's all right. He's just ten. His last one was a bit wonky. It was awful. Well, I hated it. I literally hate it. One star. But the thing is, Tenet. He's had so many good ones. Yeah, you, well, you can't begrudge him a bad one. He's, he's had a few bad ones. I'm Interstellar. I'm a little bit. Is that one? There's something wrong with a sound. I don't know. There's one. There's that one scene where there's a boardroom meeting, and yeah. there's a lot of exposition, and he's like saying, "Wow, you know, we 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 run a, we're basically NASA. We've got spaceships. We've got a plan. We're gonna go." F-. And the boardroom kind of just opens up, and they walk out into a big hangar with spaceships, yeah, and stuff like that. But well, in the future, well, it just still seems. Bad storytelling. It just Why is that bad weird. storytelling? Because it's all a little bit like, oh, I'm going to lay it all out for you. Here we go. And to prove my point, we're going to have a magical room that just splits open and I'm going to walk it's out. It's just into doors. A bit like a, it's just doors that slid open. No, it, the whole room kind of opens up is how I remember it. No. And it all miss- goes a bit soppy. The ending's soppy. It's a soppy ending. Well, it's love, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's love sort of out. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. That's all the weak episodes of Doctor Who where love sorts everything out. Well, love does sort everything out, Mark. Yeah. That is the sad, honest truth of the, the And that's, uh, that's uh, maybe that'll save us. Yeah, maybe. I, pref- I definitely prefer Interstellar to Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. Tenet. Some doors it'll open, other doors it will close. But it's an important word. Remember it. Tenet. Okay. And you're like, you're like what? <laughs> What? <laughs> and then he goes and meets a lady who's showing him a gun that pulls bullets out of walls that have to have been shot there first to be pulled out of a w- wall. Oh, oh well, let's not get lost. Oh, tennis is ass. Anyway, should we talk about the main event? Yes, okay. What are we talking about this week, Mark? What did I force you to watch this week, Mark? I completely forgot the Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Podcast 51. Oh, you had to squeeze that in. Um, Richard Lintlaker, is that how you say it? Yeah. Lintlaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else has he done? Oh, no, we got A, a Scanner Darkly, 2006. Tonight, yeah, tonight's film is uh, a, scan, a Scanner Darkly from 2006, uh, directed by Richard Lintlaker. Um, uh, he also did Slacker. Yeah. Slacker. Um Who's they, in Slacker? I don't. I don't think there was any big names in Slacker. That was real low budget indie. I don't even think I've seen Slacker. Right. Um, the, what I always know him for is Dazed and Confused. And you've seen Dazed and Confused. Is that uh, Sean Penn? Uh, no, McConaughey's in that. What's the one with Sean Penn in? Is a with Linklater? No, he's a he's a surfer dude. Oh, that's. Fast Times at Oh yeah, Fast Times Ridgemont High. That was like that was like a bloody decade before, Mark. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Showing your age there, Mark. Um so yeah, you did Dazed and Confused. Yeah, Dazed and Confused was sort of in the nineties, wasn't it? But it was set in the seventies. But it was a It was like American graffiti about the rock car racing type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a very uh nineties kind of in that hit that his style of kind of storytelling is kind of crucial to um this movie that we're talking to about tonight, is that it's very kind of um 
kind of duplicates real life in that it's just nothing really happens, yeah. but stuff happens. Stuff happens, but, but it's but just really happen. Yeah, just day to day, episodic kind of, um, yeah, uh, meandering kind of. Oh, plot. it meanders. Yeah. Um, can you just stop it a minute? Yeah, I, I got. Other... Yeah, so it meanders. Do you want to do the cast quickly? Uh, yeah, can do. Um, well, we were just saying about Lego. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. sorry, beg your pardon. Um, so yeah, dazed and confused. Yeah, you've probably seen School of Rock. You've seen School of Rock. Yeah. Um, was that before or after this? That was that after. Okay, it must have been about. I think yeah, it was. Uh, I'm sure it was after Mr. Schneebly. Yeah. Um, your kids have touched me, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, School of Rock he did. Uh, Boyhood he did, which I've not seen, but is sounds... That, is that good. the one where he, he keep... Uh, Does it follow a young lad yeah, through yeah. his life and he shot it over a long period of yeah. time so you do actually kind of see the kid Ethan and the lad grow up? I think, I think he might be the dad. Yeah. Even um, Hawks in a lot of his stuff because he did the whole... Um, is it the Sunset Trilogy? Right. I I've never seen any of them. No, is it? no, no, no. Is it before sunset? After sunset. And what, during sunset? No, I don't know. That's I not... don't know. Have you not seen any of them? No, no neither have I. I wouldn't, not interested in... But it's Ethan Hawke and a lady talking about love and romance for free movies, hanging out in fashionable towns in Europe. Well, even, I'm not interested in No, that. I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I can't. Yes. They're probably great. Yeah, yeah. And I'll um, probably watch them when I'm... And you were right that he did that Bernie that you were on about... The other day. Oh yeah, the yeah, 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 you did do that. yeah. I've never seen that. That's one. great. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's McConaughey as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him as well. Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's really good. Um, yeah, so that's Richard Linklater. Um, I think this is probably my favourite of his films. Um, uh, so we should say it's based on a Philip K. Dick book. Yeah, uh, of the same name. Uh, Philip K. Dick, he also did uh, Valis, which is the only one of his I've actually read. I've uh, never read any of his books. They'd, they'd probably be better, maybe, on an audio book. Oh, maybe, right, okay. Um, yeah, uh, he he's super clever. So you read it uh, with Valis. I read it, I kind of enjoyed it, just about kind of got what it was about. But there are whole swathes of it where I, I have no idea. Where it's just going right over the top of my head, you know. I mean, I'm not that clever. Yeah, but you but like science fiction. Dang it! You like science fiction, though. Don't well, you? yeah, but yeah, but there's science fiction that you get, and then there's some that is so clever, so beyond me. Um, In what way? It's just. The concepts, the ideas, the stuff he's talking about in that. I mean, even in this movie, even in Scanner Darkly, I mean, like, you kind of get what he's saying, but there's so many layers to it that are almost like, yeah, I don't quite get that. Or, or I don't know, to me, I don't, you know. Um, there's, there's loads of books that I've read that I've enjoyed, and you, you've, got, you've got stuff out of the book... But, but by the end yeah, of it, you're you still thinking like, yeah, shit, that, the guy that wrote this was so much more clever than me. Uh, you know, I, he wrote a good book, but a lot of it, just, I didn't get it. I yeah. just didn't, I didn't get it. 
So anyway, yeah. So Philip K. Dick, he did Valis, he did Ubik. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he did Androids and Sheep. Yeah, which was obviously Blade Runner. He did yeah. Minority Report. Um, did he do The Man in the High Castle? Was that Philip K. Dick? I'm not sure. He's done more than that, hasn't he? Didn't oh, he yeah, he's done. Yeah. Um, ah, didn't John Woo direct one of his? Oh, I don't know. With Ben Affleck? No. Oh, maybe. I'm thinking of. You're not thinking of Paycheck, are you? That's not. <laughs> no. Paycheck. With Ben Affleck. Hang on. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Paycheck, anyway. Okay. Should we do the cast? Okay. Um, Shoot. Okay, so uh, Keanu Reeves uh, is plays Bob Arctor or Officer Fred is his kind yeah. of uh, is dual identity. Uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, we Winona Ryder is Donna Hawthorne. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays James Barris. Barris yeah. Uh, Rory Cochran plays Charles Freck. Uh, and Woody Harrelson is Ernie Luckman. He's a Burke. He's really good in that. <laughs> right, Woody, it's a um, it's one of those classic Woody Harrelson kind of. Yeah. He's funny. Um, so yeah, um, what you should say. So basically, it's kind of darkly. Really, it's like a, it's a druggy sci-fi head fuck. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Um, it's like a parent. It's a paranoia thriller. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the paranoia. Paranoia is a key theme of the film. Yeah. Um, you get the feeling. Uh, when I first started watching it, I thought Barris was quite funny. Yeah. Oh, he is. Then you realise oh, this guy's a. F- he's, he's evil. He's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then in a, they all are, all of them are living, as we find out, they're all kind of living double lives. They're all Yeah, liars. I mean, I think the, the, the thing with Barris is there's a, there's a few times where he's trying to, he's trying to confuse them like when, when they're in the car. Yeah. And he's going, what, did I leave the door open? Did I leave a note on the door? Maybe yeah, I yeah, did. yeah. And it's like, you've met guys like that. At yeah, par- yeah, at yeah. Parties when you're slightly off your head. We'll we'll get we'll we'll get we'll get into that a bit, Mark. Um, so, what we should say as well is uh, it's a rotoscoped movie. If listener, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's basically like a film. It's been filmed and shot yeah. with actors, and then it's gone to a lab, and they've basically animated over the top of it. They've coloured it in, Jamie. What they've coloured it in, basically. Well, basically, it was shot in something like thir- shot and completed in sixty days. Pretty quick, yeah. And then it took a year and a half to colour it in to, to do the rotoscoping. Um, um, it's disconcerting, though, isn't it? It makes for a disconcerting. Yeah, film. it puts you on edge a little bit. I got a bit. It reminded me of Archer a little bit. Oh, okay. I don't know what, the way the Archer's animated. Yeah, I know. Just what you mean. Remind me of that a little. Bit. Same kind of palette. Yeah. Um, what other movies have been done like that? Lord of the Rings? Was it? What, yeah, rotoscoped? They, yeah, there was a version of Lord of the Rings that was rotoscoped. Oh, God, really? Yeah, by... Oh, God. So it was like, like, what, eight hours well, of you rotoscoped no, 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 walking? No, they only done, they only done the one, one and a half books in one film. You must have seen it. What, the rotoscoped... There's a rotoscope, not the... Not the version by... Not the modern ones, the no, earlier... No, earlier the, oh, okay. 
So, uh, okay. A, so, what, it, hang on. Is it Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Am I thinking of? No, it's, it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you might be right. By, so, by. Oh, I don't know. It's on the tip of your tongue, Mark. The I don't know what... the, 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 about Fritz the Cat. No. Oh, uh, oh God! I know. I'm, I'm not googling it. I'm not googling it. Oh, I should be. Fritz the Cat. My mind's gone blank, Mark. That's come out of left field. I wasn't prepared for Fritz the no, Cat well, tonight. I'm just thinking of rotoscope films, and that's it's Lord of the Rings. So oh. this rotoscope. Rotoscope is basically draw like animated Film. on the top. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, I've got to find that. I've oh, got right, okay. Right, Lord of the Rings, 1978. Okay. Ralph Bashke. Oh, okay. You must have seen it. I've heard of Ralph Bashke. He's done he's, oh, he's done loads of great stuff. Uh, he did the... Didn't he do stuff in the heavy metal movie? Yeah, I think that was him. Yeah, and he also did... Uh, oh, God. Yeah, John Hurt's in it. Uh, film's notable for his extensive use of a rotoscoping. Um, sh- scenes are shot in live action, then traced onto animation cells. Yeah, that was it. Okay. I'm trying to think what else. Back Anthony Daniels did. is in it as well. Oh, was he? There C-3PO. You go. Is, is he what? C-3PO. No. Well, Anthony Daniels. Oh yeah, he is, but not in this. No, I, yeah, I get that. It'd be weird in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Um, what else did Bakshi do? Ralph Bakshi. Oh, let's, yeah. have a quick, let's have a quick diversion into Ralph Bakshi, shall yeah. we? Uh, this is a brilliant podcast. No, it's Mark, fine. Well, we, basically, Ralph, we basically just read through IMDb notes to Ralph people. Bakshi is from Palestine. There we go. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Fritz the Cat, Wizards, Coonskin, Cool World. Ah, uh, Cool World. Heavy yeah. Traffic. Yeah, that one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he, he, he did do heavy metal. Didn't, didn't he? he didn't say it on here. He did other stuff as well. I'm sure he did. He did more. He did well, some let me look at his filmography. Did he do any? Nineteen seventy-two, Fritz the Cat, Heavy Traffic, Coonskin. Don't know what that's about. We won't go into that. No. Wizards, Lord of the Ring, American Pop, Hey, Good Looking, Fire and Ice, Cool World, Fire and Ice. So the last days of Coney Island. No, he didn't do heavy metal. Uh, Mighty Mouse, he was uh, an animator on Mighty Mouse, uh, Deputy Dog, Rocket Robin Hood, Spider-Man he was involved in, 68 to 70, Mighty Mouse, uh, Malcolm and Melvin, Renan Stimpy, what, what, was he involved uh, in? what was he involved in there? Uh, voice. Did Stimpy, voice. you idiot! The guy that did Renan Stimpy was a Bit of a narrow as well, wouldn't he? Yeah, I love Ren Stimpy. Yeah, wouldn't he a very dodgy bloke? I don't know. I, Let's maybe. not get into that. Yeah, I, don't, yeah don't ruin Ren and Stimpy for me, man. Um, okay, so back to our main Oh, feature. yeah, yeah, A Scan of Darkness. Oh, shit, got... that was a painful tangent we went off That's there. fine. I don't it's even fine. feel like I got the answers I wanted. I'm sure Bakshi has done stuff that is just we're really over, like an obvious thing. That we're I've just read out literally everything. I know. He I wasn't know. involved in heavy metal, mate. No, I know, I know. So what am I missing? Do you want me to look at... No, did... no, no. Let's just move on. So our main feature, Mark, yeah. is Stan Dark. Yeah, third so, time. Uh, uh... <laughs> do the plot. So, no, you, 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 you do I the synopsis. I don't Do the synopsis, Mark. 
dystopian future, Jamie. Okay, seven, seven years from now. Seven years from this was whenever two, you're watching it. Well, this when well, the film was made in 2006, so that would put it in 2013. Okay, well, it was ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. But it was the future. Look, I always look at these films as if they say, oh, seven years into the future. You think from now? I think from now. Okay. It makes it easier. Okay. All right. I don't right. have to do maths. No, no, but from the, the perspective, yeah, uh, Jamie, from the people making it, yeah. it, they were setting it that in seven years in the future. Pointless setting things seven years in the future. Well, yeah. Pointless. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway, it's a dystopian seven-year future. Yeah, not there's not a, quite now, but there's a new design. The there's a new design of drug called some what's it called? Substance Sub- D. D, which comes from a poisonous little plant. Yeah, that's right. A blue, uh, little blue flower. Little blue flower. Uh, I instantly thought of the little blue flower from Batman Begins, but there we go. And um, I don't know why. Is there a little blue flower? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're up the mountain. Up the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And Keanu Reeves plays Bob... Is it Bob? Bob. Bob Arctor. Bob Arctor, who who works for the police. (laughs) And he's wearing a... What's he called? Oh, God. It's a show suit. Just do the fucking... You want me to do the Yes, I do. Painful. Listen to me. We're, we're in a dystopian future, yeah, okay? Said that. There is a drug rampant called Substance D, and it's a totalitarian state with heavy surveillance. Yes. So we're presented with a world of drug addicts and police and heavy surveillance. Um, we're introduced to Caution, Bob. Then. We're introduced to Bob Arctor, Keanu Reeves, who is also an undercover agent for the police. He, due to his job and being undercover, he is starting to lose a sense of self. He is forgetting who he is in who his real self is, or who is Bob Arctor real, or is Officer Fred real? Uh-huh. Okay. That's my synopsis. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like... It's like with Nail in Eye or Train Spotting if it had a weird 1984 sci-fi twist to it. Yeah. It's kind of how I would I say it. So, basically, as the film unfolds, as you said, it's a lot of episodic bits. Well, you're right about the meandering. Yeah. It takes its time to get there, but apparently that's kind of that's similar to um, how Dick wrote. Was Dick wrote apparently high when he was writing this, or he just come he just quit drugs or something? Well, he he he, he was definitely a drug taker. He'd definitely been an addict. Um, I, whether he wrote this when he was on it or whether he wrote it when he was off, I, I honestly I think don't he know. wrote it when he was off. I it think. seems so accurate. This is the interesting thing about it: is that the the all of the drug, all of the moments where it's a gang of people that have been taking drugs and they're just like having conversations and getting paranoid. Yeah, and uh, they're going up and down with one another. Do you know what I mean? Like how the one minute they're happy and then they're switching and then yeah. they're angry. The bit with the bike. Oh, it's brilliant! Total, total, total. Total, total, totally, total, total providence. 
I got, a, I, I got an 18 <laughs> speed bike for they can't, 50 dollars. They can't count. <laughs> but is that is that is that um, Barris just winding everybody up? No, I think worse? he got ripped off. I think he did buy a stolen bike. Yeah, but it did have 18 gears because he was going there's six there and there's three there. That's an 18 wheel 18 gear bike. That's nine gears. No, it's not. That's an, that's an 18. Fucking. What? Wait, wait, right, wait, wait. On, right, listen, listen. So you got six on the back, six on the back, three on the front. On the three, once on the front. Oh yeah, and then yeah. It, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's right. 18. Yeah, okay. And he was going, no, there's nine. I was going, no, it's, <laughs> I was sat there, I was sat there watching the film, going, no, it's fucking 18. And then they, they got it down to eight. Didn't that's they? why it's so funny. No, that was like <laughs> Winnie Harrison's like going, no wait, now I'm only counting eight years. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I got screwed. What have they done with those missing gears? And it's like they've obviously removed them. They've got their weight. We've got their leg. It's going to make us pay more for them. What? This is all part of the scam. They want us to go back there so they can sell us the missing gears. That's funny. That whole bit with the. But you never see the bike again, do you? No, no. It's just a throwaway, funny. But it's really funny. But you, but you know, you know, you've been in that position before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's always a wanker. You feels making shit worse. Well, yeah. Um, Barrist. There's always a Barrist. Yeah, but he's kind of at that stage in the film. He's still kind of funny. yeah. I think he's he like he, he he's always likable. He's always likable. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he got me nervous. <laughs> this was like kind of Robert Downey Jr. Um, really, as he was coming back. Yeah, because he'd been out for a while, and he kind of had a bit of a fall from grace. Yeah, um, and I gotta be honest with you, early Robert Downey Jr. Hey, he's a great actor, but I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't care. No, for him he was so in much. films you didn't care about, though. I didn't care for him so much. Like you know, like um, I think when he came back, he was forced to do just by who'd let him back. He was forced into doing quirky stuff. He just seemed more relatable yeah. after his fall from grace to me. Well, he's human. I mean, he's yeah, human. Um, you, he was in U.S. Marshals, wasn't he, with Tommy Lee Jones and that, like the Fugitive spin-off, yeah, stuff like that. And it just, he was fine in it, but it wasn't really until this movie. What was the one he did with Shane Black? Kiss, 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 Bang, Bang. Yeah, was the one that really kind of brought him back to attention he, and he's amazing in that film that's such a good film he's so good in it and this um, and then it was Iron Man mm. and you know he, that was it wasn't it you know you can't um, he's so charismatic in that first Iron Man film and he is in this he's playing a shit house, but yeah. you can't help but you understand why these people are hanging out with him yeah, and we've all hung out yeah. with guys like that. You know what I mean? You look you up and think this guy's a fucking dick. But yeah, I I love hanging out with him. Yeah. You know? um, so, what did you think of um, Keanu Reeves' performance in this? He's fine until the bits where he's like really got a emote, and there's there's a bit when he has that first test. So we should say, so so Keanu Reeves is basically, 
He's a druggie, and he's living in his house, which he's sharing with other people. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, a crack a house. It's a dog's house. Yeah, it's like a crack house. Um, and he's also working as... He's also, as it turns out, an undercover police officer. Um, he, in his day-to-day police life, he wears what they call a scramble suit, which is basically like an electronic suit, which... <laughs> Makes you, it makes it impossible for you to be identified because it's yeah, it's got a changing face basically. It, yeah, it's continually changing every kind of uh, every feature of your face, every feature of your body is continually changing. So you just look like a blur early on when he's yeah. at the Brown Bear Lodge, and they kind of say like, "Oh yeah." He's, he just looks like a vague blur. Yeah. Put your hands together for the vague blur. Um, Felt like that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, many a time. Um, so, yeah, so Keanu Reeves is kind of... He's kind of already early on suffering a kind of split. Like, is he... Is he is he Bob Arctor living in the house, being a druggie? Or is he Officer Fred who's an undercover cop. And he seems to be... He's not quite sure. Well, he gets assigned to himself, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets assigned to surveil his self. Because Barris comes in and... Kind of, early on, you work out Barris is a complete shit. Yeah. Because he's selling them all out. And he's not even giving them genuine information no, about he's, their drug he's, he's, he's just dancing right. He says a terrorist or something. Yeah, he said, yeah and it's all complete nonsense. Um, and we should say, spoiler alert, we are I, we are going to completely spoil this movie. Mm. Um, early on when he comes in, and he's talking to Fred, Officer Fred, who we in the audience know is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And he's also talking to Keanu Reeves' his boss, Hank. Yeah. And we don't know who Hank is. They're both wearing scra- these scrambles. They don't suits. know who they are either. Yeah, so uh, so Hank doesn't know who Bob is. Bob doesn't know who his boss is. And Barris doesn't. Barris doesn't know that he, who either of them are. Right. It's only later on in the film that we realise who Hank is. Yeah. And that adds a whole other layer to yeah. it. And if you go back and re-watch it, What's really interesting to me is how Hank has characteristics and cadence in the way of talking that matches the person that Hank right. turns out to be. Um, when when you know who Hank is, when you go back and watch it and think it's this actor, yeah, they're acting. Their voice is different, but the way they're acting and the way they put sentences together. And yeah, and there's a bit when Barris is basically giving up information about them, about them. Um, how sh- how Hank responds, you're kind of like, well, that, yeah, it there's something a bit off. Yeah. But then it all makes sense by the end, or yeah. kind of makes sense by the end. So um, the, I, I have a little bit of a problem with he gets. Assigned to himself, so he's got a he's got to observe Bob Arctor. Yeah, right. And Bob Arctor only comes into play when he takes his 
his scramble suit off. But he takes his scramble suit off inside the police station. Yeah, and leaves. And leaves. As Bob Archer. And leaves Bob Archer. And there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. So and then... But then the kind of one of the big reveals is when he gets told that he's Bob Archer and he didn't he didn't realise. He didn't know that he was Bob Archer. But he'd been fun. What do you mean he didn't realise he was Bob Archer? Is that when his brain splits? Well, he, yeah, he he hears that. He gets tested regularly through the film, doesn't he, to see whether he's got addicted to substance D yeah. and just to check how he's doing. And they kind of know that because he's an undercover, op, he's an undercover op, officer, he has got yeah. addicted to it or he has been using it. And then later on in the film, it's kind of he's basically told by Hank, uh, "Your test results have come back. We know you've been using the drug. You're a police officer. You're going to be fined. There's a misdemeanor charge." And Hank says, "We know you're Bob Arctor through a process of elimination. I I know which one of them you are." Right. And Bob is like, "Really? I'm I'm I'm." Bob Arctor. So he, partly through the drugs, partly through the scramble suit, partly through yeah. leading a double life, he he doesn't he doesn't know who he is anymore. He doesn't know. And doesn't this drug do something to your brain where it, it's yeah the two hemispheres? It, it messes it's with like, your two hemispheres. Yeah, and one is trying to always counteract the other. Because my, my brain is <laughs> my brain is arguing with itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny early on, isn't it, when they give him the test and he's like looking at the pictures yeah. and he sees a sheep. And they go, no, it's a dog. And you're like, fuck, man, and it that's a fucking sheep. But it does, yeah, but when he does look at it, they are pretty similar. They're yeah. not that, it's not that obviously different. <laughs> it's a sheep I thought it was a fucking sheep. The first one definitely is a sheep. Yeah. Um, as, we, as we said, a lot of the early part, the first two acts of the film... Uh, a lot of it is kind of episodic, just kind of... You're just seeing drug people hanging out. Yeah. Being crazy. And it's... it's what happens with the car? That's That comes a little bit on... A little bit later on. Right that's on. funny. But the bit in the garden where Barris has made the silencer for the gun... <laughs> he hasn't. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It's somehow augmented the sound. and made it louder. <laughs> And like, and like Willie Harrison goes, like, well, whatever you do next, it's definitely going to work, because we're on death now! <laughs> Quite funny. Um, so there's a whole bit of the silencer in the garden, and, and they're, they're kind of saying, like, oh, you're fine in this neighbourhood. They only call in murders, you know, firing off a gun or anything. Um, but you, but you realise that they live in a, a very kind of... Uh, like a druggy world where people can switch like yeah. one moment it's fun and then suddenly it can be really dangerous really and you got well you got people out in the back garden firing guns off in the middle of the night yeah. um, then we get onto the whole episode with the car um, where basically where are they going they're going to San Diego 
Or they're coming back from San Diego. Was it San Diego or was San Diego where he said that's where we should have gone and then this wouldn't have happened? Because they're going north and if you go south, the screw would have gone the other <laughs> yeah, way. A... But they basically have a malfunction in the car, don't they? And it's like it's almost like the, the... someone's cut the line or no, someone's the, tampered. The, ex- the, the accelerator's stuck to the floor. That's it. And it wouldn't spring and back up. it wouldn't spring back up. So they have a bit of a hairy situation on the highway. They have to pull over, um, and then that whole that whole bit where you've basically got two free drug addicts analysing a situation. Yeah. In their paranoid logic. Oh, it takes them all over the place. Yeah, it comes into play, and it's like, how could, in order for this to happen, this screw needed to come out. How how could that happen? And they're like, well, that couldn't happen. Someone has to have done that. Someone has to have taken that screw out. Did he find it? Yeah, yeah. He it's... picks the screw out. It's in the it's in the car, and it's like, well, okay. Uh, obviously, someone's tampered with the car, and it's like, well, we were driving south, so the screw, if it was going to fall out, it would have been turning this way, mm. and it's just. Yeah, then he goes, that's why we should have gone to San Diego. Yeah, because it would have been driving been getting, north. The screw would have turned a different way. He, he goes, like, only in Australia. It's in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's well Paranoid. Yeah. Well observed drug paranoia. Paran- yeah, proper paranoia. And then they. So anyway, they, so they get a tow truck. They, 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 they get in a tow truck. And did you notice the car is facing the wrong way? Yeah. Did you notice that? No, I thought it was up on the. It was literally on the back of the thing. Yeah, but on the back of the tow truck, it's facing the wrong way. Yes, it's, 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 why is it? It doesn't matter which way. It does matter. Why? You break down on the motorway. Yeah. Right. The tow truck comes to pick you up. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which side? The front or the back end is facing the front of the tow the front truck. End should be every yeah. time, but. How, so how did that tr- tow truck pick them up in the car be the wrong way around? But anyway, in that in that journey back... Well, this is when Barra starts fucking with him again. Yeah, but it's so funny. And he's a like, note. On, what did he say? There's a, well, he's like saying, well, like, I, uh, you know, because they're paranoid about the car. It's like the government or someone has been fucking with the car. And so on the way back, Barris is saying, like, well, I suspected someone maybe coming to our f- house, maybe looking around... Uh, so what I've done, I've set up, a tr- I've set up a trap. And Bob is like, "Well, what? Hang on, what you're, what are you doing? You're setting up traps in my house. You can't do that, Barris. What are you doing?" And he kind of says, "Like, no, no, no. It's a, it's like they're gonna get caught on film as they walk in. The camera will catch them." And he says, uh, "I've left the front door open, so that if they walk, so it's easy for them to get in. And when they get in, <laughs> we're gonna know who it is." And they're like, "Well." Yeah, how do you know they're going to break in through the front door just because you've left it open? They could still break in through no, the back door. I left a note. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I've left a note. <laughs> what? They're like, what? You've, so you left the front door open, you've left a note on there explaining, and then he's like, no, 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 I didn't do that. I didn't do oh, that. did I? I? But I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. But no, no, I didn't do that. No, that'd be insane. I wouldn't do that. And it's like, what did you write on the note? And he says... I wrote that the door is open, come on in. But no, I didn't do that. 
prick. It's funny. It's funny. He's still charismatic. You can't take it away from him. He's, even as a cartoon, he is a charismatic actor. Would you like to see the film De Ropescoat? I think I probably would. I think I would. I I never feel that it really makes the most of it. You know, like right at the start when you've got uh, Charles Freck, who's yeah. like, he's their friend, but he's not really he's a kind cool... He's flakes in an egg, isn't he? He's heavily got a problem, isn't it? So they're a little bit... Well, yeah, because he's, he's, uh, the opening scene is in... Bugging at bugging literally out. bugging literally at literally got bugs. He thinks yeah. he's got bugs all over him. That's so good. With he a gets, dog as well. Yeah, they, <laughs> he finds one on the dog, and then the next thing, him and the dog are in a bath. But doesn't um, Robert Downey Jr.'s Barris, he phones him and says, I've got bugs all over me. And he goes, yeah, bring some round. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> He starts trying to put him in a... Yeah, yeah. Like, and then he just disappears. Later, just disappear. he looks at the dog and oh, like, that bit is good because the bugs are horrible. Yeah, they're proper well animated. Yeah, um, and he has that whole bit where he gets he thinks he's going to get pulled over by the cops. And yeah, the cop shoots his head good. off. Yeah, that bit is quite good. He's like, ah, oh. yeah, because the cop can't quite remember how to read your Miranda rights. Yeah. And he's like, oh, screw this. <laughs> oh, he can't remember his name, and he's like, ah, oh, you can't remember your name. That's probable cause, buddy. Get out of the car. <laughs> I can't remember my name. Shoot. So they, so uh, you have the whole sequence where the car is broken down. They have the tow truck ride back where... I mean, uh, Woody Harrelson and Keanu Reeves are freaking out by Barris about what he's saying about leaving the front door open and everything else. They get back. They go in and they're super, like... Because they don't, they still don't know whether he's bullshitting or not. No. They get back. Uh, they go in and there's a joint left in the ashtray which is still hot. So, again, that all spins off again into this, like, real paranoia of, like, the government has been surveilling them and someone's been there. They're going to have to sell the house. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have to sell the house. With, with all like, the drugs in. Yeah, with all the drugs There's <laughs> a whole conversation. And then it turns out that Donna, it turns out that Winona Ryder character, she turned up. But what's really funny about that bit is where she looks up and says, well, I saw your note and I just came on in. Yeah. And then she looks up and says, you know, you fellas really ought to think about locking your front door, otherwise you're going to get ripped off. So, so yeah, so the, Barris did do it. Well, the, over- <laughs> the overline arc, to this film is they're trying to find the, the, a, a massive dealer of this this super drug and I think Bob Arctor is supposed to be working his way up the working his way up the supply chain isn't he well that's what he's saying to his boss but you almost get is that the, not what, is it, what his boss is telling him yeah I, I mean early on you you kind of get the sense that him and his boss Hank are just small cogs very very small cogs and you almost get the feeling that Bob Officer Fred just wants to maintain what's yeah, going on yeah because he likes getting high yeah so he just wants to be and he keeps kind of saying like I don't think these people are really you know I'm, I'm working my way up to the big dealers but these people they're small time but then Barris comes in and kind of adds a bit of fire to it. Yeah. But then him... What's his end game? Who? Barris. 
Well, he he's almost trying to position himself to get into a position that Bob has gotten into. Because Bob, as as we later find out, I don't think Bob was a copper to begin with, no. was he? He was brought into it. I mean, spoiler alert, we will completely spoil this film. So um, if you haven't seen it already, listener, stop now. Go and watch it and then come back. But um, yeah, so Bob's forgotten who he is. And... Um, well, basically, the big reveal is that his boss, Hank, his donner, is Winona Ryder. Yeah. So so you've basically got Barris this coming in and lying. He's he, he is snitching on them, but he's lying as well. He's making it out that they're doing way more than they are. Yeah. And yet, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder were in no. that room at the time. And Winona... Keanu didn't know that Hank was Winona, and I don't think at that point Winona Ryder knew that Bob was Bob, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So, it all it's essentially all designed to just really fuck your mind up, you know? I mean, you can't ever really get a solid foot in. It's worth another watch, I think. Oh, it's worth loads of watches. Um, I think really my only criticism of, of it would be is it is very talky. Yeah, there's not a it does, lot. Of... It does meander along, because the because you're right. The um, Woody Harrelson and Robert Downey Jr. are just a couple of Burks. Yeah, really, they're not. They're not any higher. Oh, up. that whole bit where Woody Harrelson starts choking. Yeah, and that, but <laughs> I know it's brilliant though, isn't it? And it, it uh, and he's does he like... pretend to call an ambulance? Well, he... you don't but know, he... dear. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't try to help him when no. he's choking. He, he doesn't try to do it. He just basically just lets it happen. Well, he gets on the phone because he thinks he's dead at that point, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I think it. Oh, I think my friend is at a, a coronary," and he knows he was choking. Um, it's only because Woody Harrelson, luckily, kind of cop. I mean, he's unconscious, isn't yeah. he? And he just co- coughs, coughs up, it up, pukes it up, and he's like, "Oh yeah." Oh, I think I blacked out there for a minute. (laughs) What the hell were you doing? You were cleaning your pipe. And he's like, no, 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 I was on the phone. I was doing what I should be doing. And then he just says to him, like, well, you know, you're like a cat with no whiskers. This perpetually stuck behind the fridge. The way you eat. You know, you don't chew your food. You know, I'm not, you're an idiot. It's like, if you're going to choke, that's your fault. <laughs> you know, it's like that's like that's how cold-hearted it is. Barris is proper evil, yeah. really. Um, yeah, I think you're right. He's trying to maneuver himself into Bob's position, isn't he? Yeah, but um, yeah, and at the end, don't he turn up at the end, and they kind of say like, "Well, no, actually, we're going to arrest you, and you're going to go to prison." And he stands up and he looks at that map, and he's like, "Oh, I know it's like to go to here." <laughs> so, but, um, I mean, when we get towards the end, there's a whole bit where um, Winona Ryder's character, is it Donna? Yeah. Donna and uh, Bob, I think they're kind of together, but not really. She yeah. won't let him touch her. Well, she she won't let anyone touch her. Will she goes, I've got a real, because of the cocaine. Yeah, I do yeah, so yeah. much cocaine. I can't let you touch me. Yeah, I do so much cocaine. He's, that's a bullshit excuse. And he goes, ah, oh, fuck that. 
And he goes off. And I don't, so I don't get that. So what? Is she worried that she's going to have a heart attack if she gets aroused and excited? I don't know. I've done so much cocaine. If I get any more excited, yeah, my heart will give out. Well, I think <laughs> by the end you're like, no, she wishes she's doing a job. She well, didn't want to sleep then, but she's obviously getting high anyway. But she's but she's kind of playing the same job. She's playing the same game as Bob. Yeah, she's just at a higher level. So. Did I just reveal this? That yeah. Hank, yeah. Hank she is, is Hank. Winona yeah. Ryder is Hank. Um, what, I may have even said this before. Where's your sticker repetition, Mark? I may have said this before. But you go back and you watch Hank earlier yeah, on. Um, and it's still... You, it is her. The mannerisms and the... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Where's your stick? Well, Why are you think, hitting me with it? I don't know. Why are you hitting me with a stick? You said, I've said this before. I said you have, and then you carried on. I suspected I had. I didn't know that I had for definite. Um, so, where are we up to? Oh, now? we're getting towards um, the end now, aren't we? Yeah, we got... He has this weird close. bit without having, after, having, having sex with that woman. Now, did he have sex with Donna, or did he have sex with that blonde girl? That's crazy, isn't it? Because even on the surveillance tape, yeah, they change. change. Up, yeah, so yeah, I, I I have no idea. I have no idea. That's correct. That bit to me is I still can't get my head round. And why didn't he realise he was Bob if he could see himself on the camera? Because he still believed he was just watching other people. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This is all where it gets a bit beyond me. This is what I mean when I say it goes over my head. They go. I was just, you, oh. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we also want to say about uh, Freck Charles Freck, who is the one. He's the real. He's, he's really got the problem. Got the problem. Yeah. You know he can't. Uh, the bit where he decides to commit suicide, and uh, he lays it all out. He plans it really well. He puts more planning into it than he does the decision to kill himself, and he's going to die with a copy of Anne Rand's The Fountainhead. Yeah, uh, and he's going to drink expensive wine and take a load of shit pills and it basically uh he's been burned they're not the pills aren't going to kill him he just starts hallucinating and then it's a being from a other dimension <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna spend eternity listing everything you've ever done wrong and i mean if you think about it if someone was gonna list everything i've ever done wrong it probably would take well, it'd take you up to your point in your life you are now. It'd take a long time to... Literally, if you were saying everything I've ever done wrong... Well, it takes... Oh, I, Christ, I, that, that, it would be endless. I don't think it would end. Of course it would end. It'll get to where you are now. It wouldn't be taking eternity. Man, I've done a lot of wrong things. It yeah. would take a long time. Say if you've done... 12,000... So, well, at least be 46 to, years then. Cause say, I've done, say you've done a thousand wrong things a year. Yeah, that'll take ages. Yeah, and you take That's more one, wrongs you than there are days in the year. What did I say? A thousand. A thousand. What, wrongs the, in a year. It's three a day. You can read three out in a minute. Yeah, I know. So it's not going to take an eternity to get to the end of the list, is it? Uh, you've probably done more than that, Mark. You what, probably do more than a thousand. A well, yeah. Yeah, in a day. No. That's pretty good going. You're an angel if you're what? only... Three You're only wrong doing thing. three what, what, wrong... What's a, what's a wrong thing? Well, th- this is it. Like, any anything that is wrong, anything that you do that is morally wrong... It, it's 
masturbation morally wrong? Yes. I'm worried now. Yes. Fucking hell. Yes. <laughs> Every time I've it's had a wank. It's going to be listed. You had a wank on this day over this person. I'll just say, look. You, just sh- put, you, you no, felt ashamed. I, and <laughs> on this day, you had a wank. You were looking at this film. I'll just you say to You felt ashamed. I said, I'll say to the, I'll say to the guy, look. Take it as red. I've masturbated every day, <laughs> and you felt ashamed. Yeah, but I don't feel. Ashamed. But I didn't feel ashamed. That's all part of it. That's all part of the fun, Mark. What feeling ashamed? Yeah. What are you talking about? Ashamed. I don't feel ashamed. Well, after a wank. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Why what? do you feel ashamed? Nah, I just do. Uh... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, no. Oh, you got to dig into this. No, we're not digging into it. No, no. Why do you feel ashamed? It's normal. Everyone does. Yeah. Yeah, but it's no, like, everyone does it. I and it's everyone... normal to feel ashamed. You do it, and then afterwards you're like, eh, yeah, yeah. Kind of disappointed with myself. Oh, I don't. Um, I wipe it off the window and get on with my day. Wipe it off the window? <laughs> I take it you're doing it in your house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Not by the window, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I <laughs> haven't <laughs> done that. So, uh, so we're getting to, uh, we're getting towards the end now, Mark. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Bob is starting to see people as giant bugs, aphids. Yeah. Um, and he's getting a bit confused about it all. That's quite funny. Where he sees Barris as that big bug, and Barris looks at him and he does that thing with his tongue. Robert Downey Jr. He's like, it's quite funny. We've done Wait, the- does that the, the guy that tries to kill himself obviously doesn't? No, no. Does he then... Frank. He ends up at New Path, that, which yeah. is like the rehab place. Yeah. So it's set up early on. Uh, early on, when you're at the, the Brown Bear Lodge, which is kind of like a Masonic Lodge, or, you know, like the Elks or something, yeah, some yeah. kind of club. Um, and Fred, Officer Fred, Keanu Reeves, does his talk. Um, and they say they're, they're sponsored by New Path, which is like a, uh, a company of rehab centres mm. for people that are on substance D. Yeah. And it's like, these are the only people that are really trying to fight back against substance D, mm. New Path. So, uh, turns out... Yeah. So, so basically, Bob... Bob ends up meeting with Hank again, his superior officer, Hank. And it's kind of crushing, really. Yeah. Hank kind of sort of says, like, yeah, he's like, you know, your medical report has come back. You're you're crazy. Um, We know you've been addicted to the drug. And he he feels sorry for him. He kind of says, like, well, yeah, I was undercover. I had to take it. And they're like, no, no, you you could have pretended. Um, you you chose to you chose to take the drug. Well, I think if they he would have been all right if he'd have admitted to taking it earlier, didn't he say? Maybe he said, "Look, if you'd have said earlier when you were first hooked on it, or you first started taking it, you'd have been you'd have been all right." But yeah, he didn't tell us. We we found out, and then it turned out he was taking a lot. I mean, like Hank is laughing and going, "The amount that you were taking." It, nobody says how much they're taking. No, no. All all they ever say is not that much. Not that much. <laughs> yeah, not that much. How many caps do you do a day? Eh, not that much. Um, again, which is really accurate. Of yeah, that's that's that yeah. is how people are like with that. I guess. Um, <laughs> Um, 
Bob is basically in trouble at work, and like Hank kind of says to him, like, we know that you've got addicted to it. That comes with a felony charge. So um, you're not going to go to prison, but your next paycheck, you're going to notice you ain't got any money. Yeah, you've got to fight. And then Hank even says, I I know you're Bob Arctor. Through a process of elimination, I know who you are. Well, I looked on the CCTV camera when you leave the building. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, that's... I, yeah, all of that gets really... It all gets super confusing. That whole bit where Bob has sex with the woman... Yeah. And she... Shimmers into Donna. For, and she stays at like Donna for a while. And it's But it's the same on the surveillance yeah, footage. So you think, sense. like... This is just happening in his mind. Yeah. And it's like, no, it can't have happened in his mind because it was recorded. Uh, yeah. I it, Again, it all, that this is where the film kind of goes over my head a little bit. But it, but anyway, basically... Well, it's all to do with head fuck, it's head fuckery. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically Hank is like, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Bob. Fred. Officer Fred. Sorry, Fred. I'm going to phone your girlfriend now. Yeah, Donna. And tell her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ring your girlfriend. Oh, good to... news. Fred, good news. <laughs> She's going to be here in five minutes to pick you up and take you to, to help. Takes and, the shimmer suit off. Yeah, and big reveal. Big reveal. Hank is Donna. Donna. Winona Ryder. Um she takes Bob to a new path rehab centre. Yeah, and he's chicken in it. Oh, he's at, he's bad. He's yeah. got. But it ends, at that point, it's not so much because of the drugs. You feel it's more it, that it's blown his mind that he hasn't realised who he has forgotten who he is. Yeah, and all the time that he was surveilling himself, you in the audience think. He knows. He knows he's surveilling himself, but by that point, you're like, shit. He was so fucked up. He didn't. He didn't even. He didn't even know he was watching himself. That was how kind of messed up it all got. Partly through the drugs. Partly through the scramble suit and the kind of the sense of trying to maintain your anonymity. All of that is just meant that he's lost his identity. Yeah. So he goes to rehab. Um, Charles Freck is there as well, shaved head. Um, and but don't they get cherry? Some of them get cherry picked. Well, after a period of time, someone comes to Bob and they say, "Bob, yeah, we're going to move you out to one of our farms. You know, you've been doing well oh, he's here." He's complacent at this point. He's just repeating everything they say to him. A little bit. He's a husk of himself. But he asks about his friends, doesn't he? They move him to the farm, and he says, "What about my friends? You know." Uh, I can't remember, you know, Mike and Laura. And, yeah. And the guy at the farm says, oh, well, you know, they're, where you are now is closed off to other people, but, you know, maybe at holidays. You may maybe you'll see him in three months. Yeah, yeah like, like thanks. Yeah, maybe at Thanksgiving. So may, maybe you'll see him in three months. You're like, what? Where is he? And he goes, this is your... This is your hut, and it's basically a cell. 4G, yeah. Yeah, 4G, and it's a cell. It's a bed and a shitter (laughs) in Nile Isles. Um, And so he's working on the farm, and he's been renamed as well, and he's Bruce now. Bruce now, yeah. So he's working on the farm, uh, and 
we we have a scene of Winona Ryder. We already know now that Winona Ryder is obviously in the police, yeah. higher up than Bob. And she has a conversation with a colleague that we haven't seen before. No. We've not seen that guy no. before. Um, and she's basically lamenting the fact that what's happened to Bob, how they've used him. Well, it was a, it was a plan from the get-go, really. Oh, yeah, all of it was. Bob was kind of drawn in, just... They were interested in Barris because yeah. they knew that Barris was cra- crazy and he he was. And they wanted to bring him... They wanted to get Barris to come to them, which, which, he did. which happened. And they did that by making them think that Keanu Reeves was a narc, which he was at that point. Um, but then Keanu Reeves, Bob, is, his identity is so far gone at that point... Uh, and then it turns out another layer that they're using him again. He's, all, they, he's know, under, they know about this place. Yeah, he's well, he's undercover again. They 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 suspect that New Path, which is the company which has got all the rehab centres, is trying to put people right. This company is also the same company which is actually manufacturing the drug, which is making substance D. Yeah, and. In the end, it's kind of like a vicious kind of circle kind of thing where Bob is now gone from being an addict, but now he's working on the farms which are making the stuff. Yeah. Under the illusion that he's under some kind of rehab, um, and he he ends up taking one of the blue flowers and he tucks it into his shoe, and he says. Uh, hang on I wrote it down he says uh, it's a gift for my friends at Thanksgiving Uh, earlier on do you remember earlier on in the film where he first goes to see the two scientists that are testing him and he has a bit of a wobbly and he says oh how do I get this girl to notice me she says take him flowers take take her some flowers she says little blue flowers you can get them in any shop any florist now and then right at the end, that's how he's taking her a little blue flower. But that little blue flower is going to prove to her that New Path is the company which is making the drug. Uh, so, because uh, I genuinely thought it went on a little bit too far after the first twist. But then, that, like you said, the other layers happened, <coughs> which added a bit more to it. I'm still. None the wiser about a lot of it. It's a, it's just it. It's one of those things where it was just made and created by people that are cleverer than us. You know, as clever as we are, Mark. These people are way cleverer. Yeah. Um. But it, it's basically, you know, like Ouroboros, the, you know, the snake eating its own tail. Have you seen that? The Ouroboros. 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 Yeah. Am I saying it wrong? But you know what I mean? The snake eating its own tail. Yeah. And that's that's what this is about. This what this film is about. It's this um it's like society, it's like a mirror of society, isn't it? We're all fighting against something or trying to fix something or trying to do what we believe it's is good. It's big farmer, Jamie. Well it's big farmer. That is well yeah, that as well. But it is just you know, we're all we're all just these tiny, tiny little cogs. In they're a giving us diseases, Jamie, but they're never giving us cures. They're giving us treatments. So it lasts forever. 
why I sorry, this big farmer what's basically things come out of nowhere. Well that's basically <laughs> what it is, isn't it? Yeah. It could be seen as a metaphor <laughs> for that, couldn't it? I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they are yeah, I mean it's just that capitalistic they they are the cure is the cause. Yeah. You know, they're getting money for the drug, and they're getting, and money, they're getting money for curing people yeah. for what they're causing. Um, but it kind of it ends. It's a it's a funny ending, isn't it? Because mm. it kind of on the one hand is sad because Keanu Reeves is basically now he's just like a zombie w- working on the farm. Yeah. But at the same time, it, there it, is it, that glimmer of him where he's picked up the plant, popped it in his shoe, so. Yeah, it does end on a kind of yeah. a, a kind of an almost optimistic note. Then you have like the scrawl at the end. There's writing at the end, and it? it's Philip K. Dick. Yeah, he's basically he's basically just referring to his drug experiences and how many of his friends died, how many friends he lost. Yeah, how many of them had like permanent brain damage and you know, yeah, uh, vascular so, damage. And... Anyway, so, marks marks out of five. Uh, we just say as well. Sorry, before we get to the rating system. Okay. Though, sorry, uh, it ends on that Tom York song, that Black Swan. Right. Uh, I won't sing it, but that uh, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. You said I won't sing it, and then sang it. I did shit. Cut that out. I definitely, definitely won't. You should. No, I won't. I'm no Tom York, but the lyric, you know, the lyric is this is fucked up. This is fucked up. Black Swan. Um, Black Swan moment is something that can't be can't be anticipated. A moment of massive tragedy or a moment of massive disaster. Is that what Black Swan means? Black a Black Swan moment. Nine eleven was a Black Swan. Never. Let's get nothing to get into that. No, 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 no. Just I've, I've never heard the phrase before. Yeah, Black Swan. How can I get to nearly fifty? I've never heard that phrase before. You probably have. I just, you know. Well, no, never, never. Is that what the movie's about, Black Swan? No. Wait, wait. There's a double. There's so many double meanings to stuff, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? That's I've how. Never, I've never heard. It's that another before. layer. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, Black Swan moment. I blow my mind. I've never heard that before. Well, I didn't mean to blow your mind, Mark. But yeah, that's Google it after this. A Black Swan moment. I've a, never heard of that. Anyway, Black Mark, Swan. that five. Uh, You're I gonna go. go I, Okay, where do you think I'm going? Where do you think I'm going to go? Four. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it, but it is very talky, and yeah. it just needs it needed a bit more action. And it's a film where people have guns, and no one fucking gets shot. Yeah, it's not that type of film. No, I know, but there's I was, there I is went, literally no one gets shot. I went into it because I went I, three. For me, because it did meander a bit. I didn't nearly, yeah. it didn't nearly lose me a few times. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna have to watch it again. I might appreciate it more the second time. I think, I think, I um, doing it for the podcast. You need to you watch it differently, don't you? Do you find that when I watch films to do for this, mm. I'm watching it a little bit differently, and you're not really, you're not just enjoying it you're not just letting it happen you're kind well, of I tried you're, you're kind of thinking you're like oh you're oh, yeah but you write all the notes down i don't yeah but it's all in there it's all in here mark it's all in here don't write notes out no i i'm what about you i'm yeah. hoping it's all in there 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I need if to write the shit down. If you didn't write that notes down, I'd be fucked. No, I wouldn't be. So, you're going three, I'm going four. Yeah, I think okay, that's, no, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm happy with that. It, it did all right. Yeah, it was all right, yeah. That was the first time you saw it, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, you didn't hate it. So that's no, good. I didn't hate it. I think, like I said, I think if you watched it for a non-podcast thing... Yeah. You, I think you would have probably enjoyed it more, but I think because you knew you were watching it and we were going to have a conversation about it, and it no, is, it is a compli- it is a complicated, it is a complicated film. film. But like, it's like video drone, video drone fucked us up. Yeah, That's a hard film. To drone, talk about. I enjoy video drone more. I think. Yeah. Um, video drone's got a bit of action. Yeah, I think this one because it was there was stuff in there that you recognised from years ago from your youth. Yeah. You've met people like yeah, 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 idiots. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had so many and days. Ju- and the juxtaposition of that and the, the 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 sci-fi stuff was all right, but it just needed a little bit less of the talking. I think you're right. Yeah, it just needed a little. If there was one good action set piece, yeah. Well, it was, well, the only action set piece was when that when that accelerator got stuck. Oh yeah, and that's it looked bad, didn't it? That was when the rotoscoping went bad. When yeah. the car was, it really looked like a cartoon, didn't it? When the car was sort of waving. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not hundred percent. I mean, it's obvious why they don't do it all the time. It's it's a bit of a weird. Do you think it's a weird choice, or do you think it adds to the what rotoscoping? Yeah. I think, think it adds, adds to the mood of his... I think for this film it works, because it's just that other layer of of, of, of obscurity. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I mean, the film is trading in ambiguity. You're, you're, it's trying to make you as paranoid as the characters or as wrong-footed, so you don't know who's who. The same way that the people in the film... Yeah. They, you can't trust anyone... Is this person who that person is? And then that added layer of it being animation is just another layer of sort of deception or another layer of like, is this, am I really, is this really what is happening? Yeah. Or is this just another, I don't know, is it just another layer of drug-infused disassociation kind of thing? Wow. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> shit let's wrap it up Mark I'm right. talking shit right uh, what are we doing next week Mark it's your choice well I've had to think about it okay and I've not come to a solid decision yet oh okay I want to do something a bit more <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say what uh, a bit more easy <laughs> no, no 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 a bit a bit, a bit more shit okay a bit rubbish. Oh, I love a good shit movie. Let's do a right? crap movie. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyway, say goodnight, Jamie. Goodnight, Jamie. Goodnight, Mark. Goodnight, listener. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon?